The reproduction of this content is not allowed without the express written consent of EBH Fitness LLC. I know we got a bag that I can put. I don't. I don't need nobody seeing this with this. That just don't work. I'm. I, I, I'm. I'm sick already, man. Bro, you're gonna go viral this week. I'm gonna Everybody's <laughs> gonna be screen capturing this. Everything. Yeah. Oh, I, I feel sorry for you, man. I know, man. But let's get right into it. Um, let's go to El Dorado versus Americas. Tough game, uh, unfortunately for El Dorado. Americas is going to win that game going away. Yeah, I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. Um, Ray Ray going to need some help. Yeah, and the offseason is it's going to be a different kind of offseason over there, I think. Yeah, definitely. I, I will agree with you on that one. Next game for Thursday night, Canyon Teal versus Andrews. Love Andrews, good young group of kids. They're developing, and that's nothing wrong with that. Uh, they're going to compete in that game, but it's definitely going to be kind of teal. They're over on the west side on the Smurf turf. Yes. So, um, they're going to win that game. I agree with you there as well. Then we get into Friday, and I mean, like most, uh, you know, it's crazy these 6A games, man. There's, there's a game of the week, and at least two of them every week every right now, week. man. Yeah. And, and we get started with Franklin versus Eastlake. Um, I, I like East Lake in that one. I just think Franklin, this is the, they got too many injuries this year and uh, they could still pull the win out, but I, I think it's, it's a East Lake thing. Let me ask the question. Cause Franklin was off last week. Yeah. Did these two weeks help them men? I, I don't know how they help uh, mend a broken leg or collarbone. <laughs> <laughs> Time. Okay. Yeah. In that case, East Lake. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, unfortunately, Eastlake. Um, then we got Eastwood versus Socorro. We're going to go with Eastwood on that one. Yes, y'all know. Come on, man. Y'all know. Y'all know. There's no knock on Socorro. I mean, yeah, I mean, uh, we said it, what, week one, somebody's going to go 0-10, somebody's going to go 1-9, one one and, and, and somebody's going to go 2-8. and eight. And, and it's kind of holding form right now in that district. Yes, it is. And then... The second game in which I, which I mean, truthfully, is probably the game of the week, and that's Montwood versus Pebble Hills. Yep, and um, I mean, I've seen Montwood a lot this year, and Claudio has been decent. He just hadn't had that that breakout game yet. Yeah. And I don't know if Pebble Hills is going to let that happen. They didn't let Del Valle do it. They didn't let that happen at Canateo, and so I just, I just. I think I'm going Pebble on this one. I just can't see. Um, uh, again, you got Amari Welch uh, matched up on uh, on Diego Oaxaca, which is going to be a good matchup. Uh, uh, on the other side of the ledger, uh, you got the uh, the freshman over there at Pebble Hills. 
who's going to be matched up probably on Cameron Harrelson and um, and that's a good matchup because they're both about six foot six and one so you're going to see a, a a real matchup over there but then running backs I'm sorry Quarles is is a dude yeah he's that dude he is that dude and and I I, I like Claudio a lot Quarles is that dude man I, I don't I don't I think this is where Montwood gets their first loss I, I think so his, too in the, in the district play yeah no in district play yeah. and you look at Southern versus Gael, and that's a Gael. I think, Gael, yeah, Gael's definitely got the edge on that one. No knock against Southern. Uh, you know, I know how folks are, but uh, Gael's going to be uh, going to be a bigger leader for his team that night. Now, I will say this: if Oaxaca can get going, Amari Welch has to fall off. Off, I mean, a cliff for that to go down because he can run with Diego, and that's usually where he's able to get his work done because he's usually faster than most of the guys that he's playing mm -hmm. against. And mm -hmm. then this week, that's not going to be the case. Amari Welch can run with him all day long. Okay, it's going to be interesting. I mean, there's some 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 individual matchups there yeah. that are very intriguing, and I'm going to be really, really want to see what, what happens there. Absolutely. But those are the, the matchups for the top ten. Now, a couple of admin things to put out, right? So, mark your calendars. Um, the end-of-season banquet is coming in December. Um, it's going to be on a Thursday night. Uh, I can't remember. I will put the date out, the, the, the actual final date on, on the, the, the wrap-up show. Uh, for this week, um, but that's going to be on a Thursday night. That I think it's the first or the first full week in December will be that event, and then um, some power rankings this week uh, for basketball started to started getting stuff ready for basketball and that's kind of where you know uh, man there was a lot of player movement in this city yeah and um, it's interesting <laughs> a lot of UIL has rules and then there are ways for you know I mean, there was a lot of movement there was a lot of moving families yeah, was moving districts yeah families are moving their houses and and all of that and I just think that at some point uh, we know what the intent of the rule was uh, but at the end of the day the kids the coaches the parents folks move they know how to move they know what they need to do and um, the intent was to keep super teams from happening but you know in football it looks like we're gonna see North Shore versus Duncanville for the fourth time you know I mean so that hadn't pr that hadn't stopped any of that. No. You know, basketball, look at the teams that have been in the, you know, at the state tournament, you know, in the semifinals. It's been a consistent group of, you know, top, you know, top six teams in the state in various uh, uh, classifications. It's the same same dude kind of dude. You know, it almost makes you wonder if UIL needs to look at, when they look at this next reclassification yeah. of, I mean, You might have to look at just creating like almost kind of like this whole separate right 
bracket for the, I mean because I mean at the end of the day it's it's all about you know giving teams a fair chance to win a state title compete for a state title but I mean you right. parents are going to go where they want to go right parents are going to take their kids where they want to take their kids and you know football baseball basketball even soccer I mean it's the same teams Frisco Wakeland Bel Air uh San Alley I mean those teams stay in the quarters semis I mean every year and so the kids who are in those sports, they just keep coming and keep coming because uh, that's the program that wins. That's the one that's always, you know, competing for it. And, um, you and, know, so and it's, it's... The crazy thing is this, right? They want to try to accuse coaches of recruiting. The reality is these coaches ain't got to recruit no more. No, they, they don't. Parents and, can read. Parents can see. <laughs> they want their kids to be associated with winning programs and to have an opportunity to play at the next level. And so... They're going to put their kids in a situation to do that, and you can't fault them for it. Right. You got kids who will go to some of the power schools, basketball, football, get on the roster just to be on the They may not play a whole lot, but they know because they're at that school, yep. colleges are coming through yep. all the time. They're like, well, this guy's over here playing for this team. He must be all right, you know, even though he's not – you know, getting a lot of playing time, but yeah. they're, they'll they'll make that leap, and, and colleges do. And so, um, unfortunately, it's tough. Um, you know, there's a, a little bonus game. Oh, we forgot to talk about it. Does UTEP get it done against Florida International on no. the road? No. No. Which then leads them to a 1-7 record going into Who next. Who did they beat? They beat somebody? And I'm, the, I'm, I'm, I'm being serious about that. They actually beat somebody. Yeah, they did, and it was a good lord. We got it. Was it bowl subdivision? Yeah, it was an FCS team. It was not a. Um, uh, I gotta go back and look at the, you know that's I gotta go back and look at that one. But um, I'm, a, I'm gonna say something on here. I, I heard one. some rumors today that it, uh, if it goes bad this weekend, the writing's kind of on the wall and. Um, regardless of what happens in the Battle of I-10, which is next Wednesday, during the Wednesday walkthrough. Um, it may be, you never want people to lose jobs because that's, you know, that's families, it's kids, it's schools, it's all of that. But uh, it may get a little tough over over, over on Glory Road. <laughs> I, I, I've said this a number of times, and I'm going to go on record saying it here today. UTEP might want to look at going Division Two. I don't know about Division Two. Um, the problem with, I mean, and I've heard people say, hey, drop down to FCS or something like that. But the problem is they got a 54,000-seat stadium. Um, they got a, a bowl game that's been going for 80 years. And that bowl game can continue. Right. Um, <laughs> and so it's kind of hard. You know, the, you know, people look at that. You that's got what, other hey. programs who are dominant at the – FBS level. Your soccer teams are really good. Softball track stays in the NCAAs with winners. And so it's kind of tough uh, like that. Um, Dude, maybe if, some schools hey, are just. If Chaminade can host the Maui Classic. Yeah. Why yeah. can't. That's, what's the difference? Yeah, they, they host it every year. That's <laughs> every true. year, and, and they flock to it. Yeah. And I people, mean. Yeah, people go to Hawaii, man. <laughs> I'm just. But I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, though, no, like, I, I get that. I get that. And. Um, you know, what a great uh, uh, segue. I know we got a couple minutes, but uh, speaking of that, Shamanai Golden's in his third year over at UTEP. That'll, that'll be an interesting conversation. I mean, the team is 
they got us. He recruited very well this year, and we're going to see uh, what what the fruit. Uh, a lot of JUCO transfer, or I'm sorry, portal transfers on that basketball team, and so I, I, I want to say almost the whole team is built off of transfers. transfers. Maybe a, minus a couple of players. And then New Mexico State. Hey, that's going to be a show we're going to talk about down the road. We're going to do that show right there. Because both teams, I mean, what? New Mexico State, for obvious reasons, flipped their whole program. And while UTEP didn't have those issues, they still flipped the roster. So that might be a good show we can do uh, here in a couple of weeks. Uh, that one right there, looking at both those teams. And I mean, sometimes you have to... Um be, offer something to these players that they can't get somewhere else. Right. I mean, you know what? Kentucky's a a, a, a a historic program, right? Right. For basketball. Right. There ain't nothing in Kentucky. There's nothing around that school. Man. Right. It's a small. <laughs> There's nothing yeah. around there. Right. Small, small. Uh, I did read today El Paso Times uh, and something else online I was looking at about you know, the NIL group, um, Haskins, uh, Steve Haskins, I'm going to say the name is right. I was reading about, you know, uh, guys are getting together going, we got to fix NIL at UTEP. And, um, yeah. Uh, there's and, there's and so the, much yeah, money in this city. And the words that he uses, competitive edge. And, unfortunately, it's what everybody feared. It is an arms race now. Man, NIL is a whole nother beast, man. Yeah. Like, that's a whole nother beast. Yeah. You, I mean, you, you, here's what's going to happen. Here's what's going to be a result of NIL. You're going to have players who, especially on the football side, who could leave early are going to stay there full time because they're going to make more money playing college football than they were on that rookie contract. Yeah, and that rookie contract. So in that way, college football would love that. Caleb uh, Williams, I don't think he's going to go. I don't think he's going to go pro. I think he's, I think he's got another year of eligibility, right? He does. I think and he's going to. Shador think he's Sanders, yeah. he, uh, his daddy already said he's going to stay. <laughs> he got to stay. And so uh, uh, it's interesting uh, when we look at um, stuff like that. They said, you know, Dion, Arizona State came up and said, man, we made a mistake. In the, you know, a guy came out and said it. AD, man, we just, we just didn't think. We couldn't see what he was going to do. And now he's seen it. And. They're like, you know, he's got college football people back interested in the game of college football. They want to see that team play. They want to see, you know, the the glitz, the glamour. It's fun to go to a a game. Yeah. And you know, and we've had this conversation off air before, but like it leads, in my opinion, it leads credence to someone like an Ed Reed getting another opportunity. Oh, sure. I mean, uh, folks like that are gonna get another job. Is that Utah? Now that that that's an interesting one. I mean, uh, how bad? How how much do they want to change that program here, at UTEP? Right. Well, I mean, there's there's uh, speaking of 49ers. I mean, Bryant Young, <laughs> uh, Andrus alum, as well as UTEP alum, NFLer. Um, again, there are guys like that out there uh, that can come here and. Uh, and kind of shake things around and shake things up. But people have to be willing to take a deep breath like Colorado did. And they're doing it all the way to the bank right now, right? Man, let me tell you. They would talk about how much money that those folks are making now. Let me tell you. I, I, I would be very 
interested to see what the drop-off in numbers has been since Deion left Jackson State. That's going to be interesting to see. I mean, um, I know that he got the, the field and all that done, and they were still, you know. Now, I know the, the corporate sponsorships, he got that going. And yeah. so, and that was really kind of the big thing is they just didn't have enough real strong corporate sponsors to take care of it. Now you've seen all these, H the big ones, yeah. have been playing against an HBCU, uh, Power 5 programs playing, or, or FBS programs yeah. playing against HBCUs, giving them that payday that Dion said. Now it's going to take about five years of that, and then you'll really start to see, I mean, you'll walk into a locker room there and go, hmm, all right, you know, okay. you'll, you'll see some press boxes that look very different. Let, let me let me tell you something, man. So, you know, my son goes to Howard. Right. They got the Jordan brand sponsorship last year. Right. So, going into last year, they had just redone the basketball arena. Right. What do you think they're redoing right now? The basketball arena. <laughs> Yeah. Redoing it again. Right. It, right. it wasn't it was it wasn't good enough. They're redoing it again. And I say all that to say this. It's an arms race, man. You gotta If UTEP is serious about changing the culture there at that program and really really about that winning, yeah. they're going to have to make a drastic change. They're gonna have to bring in someone that's going to bring that's going to make kids want to come to El Paso to play. Right. Um, I think uh, putting up a bubble on that little bit on that practice field over there, they should have already done that. Uh, New Mexico State's bubble is making it is, you know, moving right along. Yeah. And so, um, you know, you don't want to be uh, the only team out here in the Southwest that don't have a bubble. I mean, everybody's yeah. going to be like, why do I want to come to your school when they've got, you know, so that's the next one they're going to have to do. Uh, weight room's okay, facilities over there are, are, are okay, but that's one of those, the pr practice facilities, that thing right there, that's where you can fix some things like that. Put up your bubble over there, you know, so when the recruits come in, when you have functions out there, you have camps, you're not, you don't have to go to the stadium anymore. Now you're, yeah. you're in your bubble, and kids appreciate that because when they go to camps, at the big schools, that's what they see, and that's what they work out in. And so, um, I'm sure the Jordan Fosters of the uh, the Fosters of the world, Paul Foster, Jordan Foster, the Foster family of the world, uh, if they wanted to put up to 31, 35 million dollars to put up a, a, a decent bubble, they could do that. And there's there's money here in this city. Oh, sure, there there is, and so. And it's just all a matter of how much access. Right they won't allow but right. I digress on that but hey again this is the borderland sports report all this is talking about what's going on here in the borderland so I mean yeah we went through the high school stuff but th th this has been burning on me man it's been yeah. burning on me because yeah. you know I'm here I'm a part of the city and right. you, you want to you want to see the city have a winner I mean right. you, you can't right. keep at telling keep you can't every year say this is the year I mean, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to bring in somebody that's gonna bring some dogs with them. Gonna bring that Louie with them. <laughs> gonna bring that Louie with them. 
And get the real good players to stay in the city. Yes. I mean, here we go again. There's talent leaving here. Yep, they're, they're leaving. They're out there balling out in other places. And to sit up and tell the fan base, well, you know, I'm going to get this kid from California. And the fan base don't care. They're the ones buying tickets. They're the ones buying T-shirts. And, uh, and so... Uh, you know, the goal should always be I'm going to get the top three players in this city to stay here. And it, and it can't be to make them a walk-on. Yeah, you got it. It can't be to make them a walk-on. <laughs> I'm going to say it again. It can't be to make them a walk-on. Stop using that. <laughs> recruit these kids if you want to re recruit them. I'm tired of it. Recruit yeah. them. Stop trying to offer them walk-ons and getting over on these kids. Sure. I mean, it should be uh, certainly the hometown team should always be the hometown players' first thoughts when they're when they're thinking about where they want to go to college. And I'm sure in Boulder, Colorado, uh, everybody's already going. I'm, I'm thinking about Colorado first before going anywhere else. If uh, growing up down in Austin, Texas, every one of us wanted to put on the burn orange and white and go play at UT Austin. Um, you know, yeah, or Texas A&M, but. Hey, uh, growing up in Morrison, Virginia, we wanted to go to UVA or, or Virginia Tech. Yeah, I mean, and that's how it is. I mean, that's the hometown team always gets the first nod. And believe it or not, I don't care who the players are, they think about it. But uh, when they don't recruit them, they, uh, they, you know, they just don't, you know, it's almost like they look at them and go, well, they're not as good as the kid in Dallas, Houston, California, Juco, whatever. The reality and is you're not getting the best kid out of Dallas. You'll get the fourth best kid at that position. It's true. Which is no better than our best kid here. Right. Our kid's probably better. <laughs> As a matter of yeah. fact, we know they're better, LJ yeah. Martin. I mean, we know they are. Yeah. Yeah. No I mean, you can't, you can't wait till that kid's senior year and try to build a relationship and recruit them then. Right. Come on, man. You got to start offering these kids. Right. You want to know what's broke with the system? You're not offering kids that are the good kids here to come there. Right. You bring them to games, you bring them around, but you're not offering them. Right, right. And you're letting other people come in and they're just scooping them up. The state of Utah is recruiting you, you're recruiting El Paso like it's a feeding ground right now. They sure are. And you all you got to do is look at the numbers if you don't believe me. Yeah, they, and they're shopping again. Uh, UTRGV just came in, just, just walked in and took a 6-7 tackle out of here and um, people are going shopping here, and it, it, it's not, it's, I hate to use the word knock or whatever, because I don't know if that's the right term, but um, if you're not going to go shopping, somebody else is going to come somebody shopping. Somebody else is going to go shopping, and, and they've been doing it. And they've been doing it, and so. They let both Sparks leave up out of here. Yep. They um, let uh, the Harrison kid from El Dorado leave up, 6'5 wide receiver, leave yeah. up out of here. Come yeah. on, guys. Chris Harris went to North Dakota yeah. State, on, got guys. a ring. Um, and so uh, L.J. Martin's doing great. Uh, Jeremiah Cooper is doing great. Uh, and the arguments were, we'd never get that player. Well, you never know. I mean, uh, people said Travis Hunter never would go to Jackson State. You remember that? They said he's a he's a five star. He ain't gonna go to no Jackson State. He went to go play for Prime Time, time at Jackson State because he knew that Prime Time could get him where he wanted to be. Wanted to be, and so and that's what it's about: building a relationship and trusting the people to to uh, give you a great, uh, great college experience. And so, uh, good luck to the miners uh, this week, and uh, and we'll see what happens. And um, you know, you always wish the home team the best. You want them to do well. Uh, we just know in the future. 
as basketball starts. Uh, I know Golden's excited about making oh, yeah. the run for the tournament, oh, yeah. and so I'm, I'm excited. I'm 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 excited with what Golden has done there. Um, I'll be interested to see how he's able to bring it all together. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, Keith Adams. Let's not leave out the women. Uh, Keith Adams back for another stand at UTEP. She's got a brand. She's got a style of basketball that worked here. Uh, Going to bring it back again, and uh, it'll be good to see two programs that are really good yeah. doing their thing. Uh, and it'll be um, it'll be nice to see them selling out the the Don, if you will. Um, you know, on a regular basis between the men's and women's teams. I think it's going to be a good show. And, and, I, and I think they'll have a lot of luck doing it by scheduling some games where the men and women play double hitters. But right. And and we saw a little bit, and, and that's good when that happens because yep. you get these massive crowds out there. Yeah. And um, so I'm excited about it, man. Well, yeah. what a I, great show. I, I apologize, y'all, for unloading on, on my thoughts on UTEP, but, that, man, it's been bothering me. It's been bothering me. But, yeah, you're definitely right, man. Definitely appreciate you guys watching. Great show. Uh, we'll see you guys on Saturday for the, the wrap. The wrap. The wrap. You guys have a good one.